Welcome to The Grow Show with me as your host, Joe Camerato. I am an entrepreneur who created my company, National Business Capital, from literally $0 out of my spare bedroom to over $2 billion in business loans secured for entrepreneurs nationwide. Since 2007, I have seen just about every type of business. I provide money and help entrepreneurs access capital to scale fast, but I also know that it's possible for you, as you scale, to replace yourself to build systems, processes, and great teams of people that can live on without you so you can actually enjoy your life and your company can still grow. I will not only tell you the peaks and valleys of my story, but I will also bring on world-class entrepreneurs to tell their stories and share their lessons on their growth journeys. Welcome to The Grow Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Grow Show. Uh, With me is your host, Joe Camberato. Uh, excited to have a special guest on today. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I have Scott Miller on today, and uh, Scott was the CEO of Essentia Water, which I am a big fan of. And I was showing Scott that I have my Essentia Water here. I've been a fan for years. I like it because of the pH and the al- uh, keeping you alkaline. Um, but Scott is now on to an awesome new venture. Um, he co-founded and uh, is the CEO of Yesly Water, which I'm really excited to hear about today. I'm a big fan of water. I drink, I drink a lot of water. And I'm also a big fan of companies growing and making it happen. So I'm excited to hear what you're up to now. You did great work at Essential Water, so ni- uh, nice work there. Um, and uh, Scott is both a visionary leader and an accomplished operator in the beverage world with more than 30 years of professional experience and nearly two decades as a highly effective CEO. Scott's style represents nothing less than transformational uh, leadership. Um, transformational leadership. Um, In the first few days of being appointed CEO of Essentia, Scott found himself steering the company through unprecedented times of a global pandemic and economic and social injustice crisis. It was a crazy time. Leading and navigating through the crisis did not uh, stop Scott's bold vision for Essentia, setting the strategic path forward as a brand on the rise with its North Star to be a number one premium bottled water globally, which I think you did exactly that. It is a great uh, water and great brand. Um, Leading and navigating, um, um, I'm sorry, his leadership motto is never about one of us, it's always about all of us, which I appreciate. And Scott has a new uh, book out, which you really should check out. It's the Summit Mindset, Winning the Battle of You Versus You. And if you're rocking and rolling a business, you're constantly battling yourself. So I'm looking forward to reading that book. I've had many battles with myself. Um, And that book's become an Amazon uh, bestseller, uh, which is great. So congratulations on the book. I can't wait to check it out. And uh, and thank you for being on the show. Yeah, Joe, it's an honor to be here with you today. I look forward to talking about business and life, about Yesly, about the Summit Mindset, and really just having a fireside chat with you, man. Good stuff. I mean, how how did you get started in business? You know, what led you to become the CEO of Century Water, you know, big Yeah, big I mean, I'll, I'll take you back a little bit. You know, in my youth, I grew up a real poor kid. And uh, in my early 20s, my dad, you know, uh, we grew up really humble beginnings, really in poverty. And he basically uh, died at a young age. And on his death dead, he basically turned to me and said, I'm sorry. And I said, what are you sorry for? And he said, I'm sorry I didn't try harder. My dad was a roofer in the Northeast where it snowed every winter. I had to work all the time. And that kind of like seared right through me. That was a real intersection in my life. And I just took that moment and said, you know, I'm going to be relentless and his weakness would become my strength. I was going to develop a great work ethic. 
And, you know, dream awake. And I set a goal at a young age to be a CEO. And by the time of 42, I became a CEO and uh, ran Tampico Beverages for a long time, sold that business, then went on to Essentia uh, to help them with Ken Uptain, the founder of that business, pivot it and exit to the largest food and beverage company in the world being Nestle. So, you know, we'll talk a lot about today. I think we all have intersections in life. You know, life has adversity for all of us. And I talk about that in the Summit Mindset, right? It's about really creating great fundamentals. When the adversity comes, you're ready for it. Hopefully we all learn through it. We don't sleepwalk through it and we get better along the journey. That's really great. How, how old were you when you kind of, when that conversation happened? Yeah, I was with my dad. I was probably in my early 20s, 22, 23 years old, really hours before his death. And um, my dad wow. was a Scottish guy, a blue labor, hardworking guy, not a big communicator. So those words had to be incredibly hard for him, right? Wasn't a guy that talked much and communicated that kind of generation. But yeah. um, it was seared right through me in that moment. And I think that through life, we all have intersections. We all have times when things happen in life that really kind of cut through a nerve. And I think if we pause, we can learn a lot. I don't know about you, Joe, but my greatest victories have come through struggle, not in the winner's circle. The winner's circle actually, man, is the easy part. You're there. Yeah, you know? exactly. it's the struggle. It, it's the struggle. It, it, it is. I I don't think people talk about enough. That's the exact reason why I created this show, you know, the Grow Show, to talk about, you know, how people have grown and and really more of the struggles that they've overcome. I think today there's a lot out there. You turn social media on and YouTube and all this stuff. Everyone makes it seems like you know yeah. entrepreneurship has become this vanity thing and and just in general and everyone. You know, a lot of these, you know, influencers make it seem like things have just been so easy, like they, you know, um, and, 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 and it's a bunch of BS. And a lot of them, you know, they talk about work-life balance and live and all this stuff are working their asses off behind the scenes. Okay. And then it's like, and they pretend like it's, it's this, this easy thing. Um, the one thing that you said is, you, you know, you turn that conversation to your superpower it took me a long time because I, I didn't, you know, grow up with, you know, with money and, and struggles, parents divorced, single mom, all that stuff. Um, started working from a young age so I can, you know, you know, buy myself nice shoes and all that good stuff. Yeah. But, but, you know, like all those challenges growing up and, 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 you know, hard times, whatever, you know, stuck with me for a while. But once I realized that they were actually my superpowers and, and, and that's, you know, really is what fueled me because I never wanted to grow up without, you know, uh, being financial, financially, you know, all good. And also like, uh, you know, uh, be a good, you know, be a good parent, you know, and that's yeah. fueled me to be a better parent. And it's fueled me to hustle, to work hard. Um, and, and I embrace it now and I actually appreciate it, you know, and I think a lot of people that maybe, because I, I think it, it either does fuel you or it eats at you the rest of your life. And, it, you, you know, you can kind of, you have yeah. the choice to what you, uh, how you utilize it. Yeah, look, I think we have to have a mindset to never stop evolving. And I think I talk about that in the Summit Mindset. The book is called The Summit Mindset. I'm a big runner and I run the backcountry. You know, you get clouded in, it starts raining, it starts hailing, you take shelter, you keep running, you, you figure it out. That's what life is. It's all about adversity, right? We, I think sometimes we think life should be linear and it's not. And it's all about challenges. And, you know, business and life are very similar. It's how you solve those problems and learn from them. I think we have two choices. We can learn in those intersections. We can sleepwalk through them. And to your point, Joe, then they eat us away for the rest of our lives. And, you know, you don't swallow poison and feel better. You know, you have to learn from what's going on. 
and really have a no finish line mentality and never stop evolving. Yeah. And, and mine's never stop growing, you know, and, and, and I want to keep growing throughout the rest of my life. I want to keep learning. I want to keep pushing myself. And, 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 and more recently I've been really, which goes into continue to keep growing is I really, what I think I really realized is I want to keep, I want to stay relevant. You know, I don't, I don't want to be older and be right. like, just have no clue what's going on and not really up with the times. That scares me to, you know, that scares me to death. And um, the older generations, I think got to a certain point where they thought, Hey, I, you know, I, I bought my house. I had kids. I'm 60s now. That's it. There's nothing more left. And then they lived another, you know, 20 years. And, but those 20 years were just, you know, they, just, they kind of, yeah, it was just like, just like existing through it. So um, it's a big focus of, uh, you know, of mine now. Yeah, Joe, I think that's an outstanding point. I believe that in life, we always have to be in pursuit. I think businesses should have a North Star. You know, we went to Accenture, North Star was to become the number one premium water brand in North America. We galvanized around that, right? And I think individuals have to have a North Star. Like, what are you in pursuit of? Um, I wrote a book for the first time. People told me, hey, why are you writing a book? You know, what do you know? And quite <laughs> frankly, uh, I got to the point in my life, I'm 60 years old today, and I, I think I have a few things to say, and I wanted to say it. So I've never conformed to what the world tells me to do. I think it's important for your listeners to have courage. And courage doesn't mean you have to be big, bold, and loud. You have to have courage to be in pursuit of the things that really set your soul on fire, the things that make you happy, right? Because that's how we keep growing. We don't grow complacencies where dreams go to die. And you have yeah. to stay in pursuit of life. I agree. And, and, and listen, I think we could all you know, write a book. Some, some people's books will be more yeah. interesting than others. But I, I think that's one thing I've learned as I've grown and grown my company is we actually know a lot more than we realize. And, and, and there actually is a lot to share. Um, and um, and I, I think a lot of people don't wind up doing those things because they have that mindset of like, well, what, like, what do I really know? Well, you know, I mean, if you've built a company, you ran a company, navigated through a pandemic You've had, you know, two exits at this point you know, in your third company. There's some stuff to share there. And I, I, look, I look forward to, uh, to reading your book and, and, and picking up a nugget or two. No, I appreciate it. Look, and I think that's what it's all about, how we learn from each other. I always say, like, somebody always knows something we don't, right? Your neighbor knows something you don't. They're talented in an area we're not. So I think when all leaders should be learners and how we kind of absorb that and to use your words, find a nugget. Just add a nugget. Yeah. Speaking of nuggets, what what's a nugget you can share with us? What was like the biggest challenge navigating through the you know through the pandemic? Everyone listening that owns a business and and just in general, I mean, even if you didn't own a business, you had to navigate through. But it was challenging to navigate um, your comp, you know, anyone you know to navigate the company through. Like, for sure, I think that uh, as I said earlier, I think our biggest victory comes through struggle and adversity. I moved to Seattle in the middle of when COVID began. Um, I got there. No, they were like were, one of the first to shut down. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I got there. Things were boarded up. You know, we had a business and employees were working from home. And we gathered as a team. We set our pillars. We're going to be people first. We're going to, you know, be a, a grid of the underdog and this North Star being the number one premium water brand. But we said, what do we do for our employees? They have children. They're homeschooling their kids. There's parents and grandparents living together. And we gathered together as a senior team and we made a decision together to give $5,000 to every employee with children 16 years or younger, help them get a computer for home, help them get a desk for home, help them do things they need to do. 
and show the organization that we cared through adversity. Quite frankly, we didn't know if we were going to make our plan for the year. We didn't know if we were going to you know, have to lay people off. But we did wow. what was laid by the people. And we galvanized the people together through that. And we held town halls every week to talk about what was going on. COVID was a very tough time. And I always say we learned the best and the worst through folks during adversity. So that was a great experience. It really yeah. brought people together and it built trust. I judge people by how they handle challenging times, not yes. how they are during the good times. Yes. And if you are not a good person or an asshole in the good times, then you're definitely going to be in the bad times. It's a true story. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Yesley Water. Um, you know, I was checking out. I haven't had any yet. I'm, I'm really dying to, uh, to try some. And, you know, I was looking at the website. I love that, you know, you've, you've put flavor into the water. There's flavored sparkling water, but I don't like to drink the bubbles. They, they my heartburn, whatever. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool idea. And some vitamins and stuff like that. I'll, I'll let you describe it, but I'm really excited to, uh, to try this, uh, this new water. Yeah, absolutely. Look, send me your address. I'd love to send you some Yesley. Uh, Yesley rolled out on February 27th in the New York market. We also rolled out in California. Today, just 10 months later, we're in about 22 markets across the country. And Yesley is an enhanced, stilled flavored water. So to your point, a lot of people don't like sparkling. So this is a stilled enhanced water with vitamin B12, B6, vitamin C, zero calories, and electrolytes. So it's a functional water that has multiple consumption throughout the day. It's a great product. And we really kind of think of it, say yes to what's next, right, with Yesley. Yesley is a positive affirmation made up word off the word yes and your yes might be different than my yes my yes might be going for a hike your yes might be going to your son's first lacrosse game but you know it's kind of like that nike just do it say yes to your next right we want to create a really positive brand serve every consumer with a mouth and this is a brand that is really motion is life right get out and be active move around if you looked at our instagram and our website very very active lifestyle type brand we're super excited about it we think it fills real white space in the market. There's really nothing like it in the market today, which is really unique. And we're yeah. a first mover and kind of creating a new category here in a 16-ounce sustainable can. Yeah, I love that it's in a can too, you know, because the cans stay like nice and cold. And, yes. Uh, and, yes. Uh, and, and that's great. And it's, and it's just different, you know. For sure. That's the whole goal, right? That blue ocean opportunity. What gave you the idea to, to put the flavor in still water and, and also the vitamins? Yeah, I think that, look, I love the water category. It's an interesting category. It's so large. When Ken Uptain, the founder of Ascension, I decided to team up together again. We said, can we fill a white space opportunity? And I think what you hear from consumers with water sometimes, yeah, I like water, but I get a little bored. So if we could give them a little flavor with a little sweetness, but not too sweet, that you can consume it just like water, uh, we thought that was a great opportunity. So we created a product that, you know, tastes really great, looks great, and has a function. So that was a real goal, and um, we're really pleased how the product performs from a taste profile standpoint. Consumers seem to absolutely love it here early on. That's great. And you know what? Uh, what was the biggest challenge with getting you know Yesly uh, you know launched? As you know, Joe, there's always challenges in business, especially <laughs> when you take them out of the ground, right? When you take a business out of the ground, yeah. Uh, Every day is a new day, right? It's a humbling experience. But when you're really passionate about what you do, it's also super exciting. Uh, it's really about getting the economics right, making sure when you bring something to market, 
You can understand the economics from yourself to your distributor, to your retail partner, to your consumer, understanding that, and then creating a flavor profile that consumers are going to love and come back for more. And that's a trick, right? It's kind of like when you go to your best restaurant, you always love to come back. But if you go to a bad restaurant, you never come back. It's the same thing with products, right? You got to get your packaging right and you got to get your taste profile right. So we are really pleased at where we are on our taste profile and our packaging. And um, every day is a new challenge when you're an entrepreneur. It's not easy. I always say chop tree, carry water, build teams with good fundamentals and look yourself inward. Talk about what you stink at. Talk to your team about, hey, look, we suck in this area. Let's improve it. I believe when you look inward, business and life is an inside out job. You know, we all like to talk about what we're good at. But when we talk about what we suck at and we close that gap, we become a better competitor. So I think reviewing the tape all the time, recalibrating, what can we do better? Where do we have to close the gap on what we suck at? Makes us better competitors in the market every day. We do that as a team every week. Where do we fail? Where do we close the gaps? Good stuff. And uh, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's why I focus on, you know, on the grow show. It's like, all right, what are some of more of the challenges you overcame to grow versus just what's all the great stuff you're doing? Right. What, so what are, you, what are you most excited about with, uh, with this new venture and, and, and Yesley? What's on, you know, on the roadmap? Yeah, look, we're super excited to build a national brand. I think in a three-year period, we'll have a national brand. Like I said, we're in 22 markets today. We just opened up Texas and Eugene, Oregon in the last couple of weeks. In the next couple of weeks, we'll open up Tennessee. We'll open up Colorado. So we're super excited about that. And look, we're excited to really hire great people, give people an opportunity to grow their careers, give the opportunity to work with a great brand and build a, a real good team working together, unified as really you know, a team to make a difference and build a, a partnership and give back to the communities as well. Nice. Great stuff. And where could you find Yesley? What, what, uh, what are they in certain stores, retailers? Or? Yeah, you can find Yesley at Amazon. Starting on Amazon, you can find us there. You can also buy us off our website. We are uh, in the New York market up and down the street. We're in California in the San Diego market up and down the street. You can find us in 7-Eleven in New York and soon we'll be going okay. into uh, October, we'll be going to Giant Eagle here in Ohio. So we're just getting started. It's early, but uh, we're rolling out as we speak. And is the goal, what's the goal with Yesley? Is it, is, you know, build it, you know, an exit? Is it, you know, uh, do you have that goal set in mind I yet? Think, I think our goal is really just to build a great brand, right? To build an enduring company. And I think when you build an enduring company, great things happen. I wouldn't be arrogant to say we have a goal other than to really build a great company. We believe we can build a billion dollar business off this brand. We believe it's a unique space. We think we can do great things here, employ people, and just build it through time. I think we're all about the long game. You know, we're not yeah. here for short term. I think when you build a business, you have to have a long game mentality. And that's where the good fundamentals come in. That's where good work comes in. You don't make desperate moves. You make smart moves, what I call smart action. So we just want to build a great brand and really build a great team. Makes sense. What... um. What's been uh, what's been a, a big lesson that you could share with everybody, um, you know, in entrepreneurship or, you know, what's something that you'd like to share to fellow entrepreneurs watching, you know, the show? Yeah, I think the one thing I'd like to share is as an entrepreneur, you often have to have a vision that no one else has. And you cannot get sidetracked when people say, nah, that's not going to work or by the naysayers. I always say I drive my own lane because there's never any traffic. I set a vision. <laughs> I set the fundamentals for it and I go for it. And an entrepreneur. In my opinion, the definition is having a vision off that no one else does and then executing that vision. And you can't tap out. 
when you have to stay on it, you have to build good fundamentals and build a North Star. What are you in pursuit of on your business? And often as an entrepreneur, it's lonely, right? You're building something with your vision, often that others can't see. Everybody understands and sees success. But in the early days, it's your vision that you have to bring to life as an entrepreneur. Yeah, well said. I, I really appreciate that, actually. And, I, you know, I think, um, God, if I listen to all the naysayers and people that told me I was crazy or things weren't going to work, um, I, w I definitely wouldn't be here today. Right. And, and, you know, like, I, I think, too, um, I mean, if it was that obvious, right, everyone would be doing it, you know, so it, yeah. but you have to really, like, continue because even there's things that come up today that, I bring up and people look at me like I'm crazy or can't see what I'm seeing. And I, I think that's a really good point. And it's really important as a CEO is you have to really, you know, sometimes point out the obvious, but really get people to see what you're seeing. And sometimes I'll expect that people will see everything that I'm seeing and, 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 um, and they don't, but that's, I think that's my job as a CEO is to look out in the future, steer the ship the right way. But I'm, I'm, you know, learn to really help explain what I'm, you know, seeing. And uh, um, I, I think that's I think that's really important because I I think we always assume that people just know exactly what we're thinking or where we're going. And, and I've probably one of the biggest things I've learned, you know, you know, over the years. Um, and even when you explain things to people, what I said is not what you heard, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. communication, communication is the easiest thing, but the hardest thing, right? You know? Yeah. Common sense. Why is it not that common? Um, but I think you have to explain your vision and you have to explain how it has application and how you'll execute that vision. I don't think any business can do many things really, really well. I think you have to understand your top line and profitability, build your culture, right? Give back to your community. If you finish the week every week, are you doing those things? Are you looking inward, saying what you suck at, closing those gaps? become the most relentless competitor in the marketplace. So you also, as a CEO and entrepreneur, you have to block out the noise. You have to do a th few things really, really well and focus that execution. I call it smart action. You know, sometimes entrepreneurs are drinking through a fire hose. They tell you how hard they're working. That's usually a flare in the air that something's wrong. The question really is, are you advancing the ball? Yeah, are that's exactly right. Ball? That's important. Yeah, and, and, and are you focusing on those things that can advance the ball, That's which is important. Idea. And I always talk about with my team. So the Summit Mindset, your book, um, Winning the Battle of You Versus You, I've just kind of, how did you kind of come up with this book? And I, I, I love the title on this Battle of You Versus You. Can you maybe just talk a little bit about that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to read it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, Joe. Look, I think... We're all on this journey together. No one escapes the rain. No one doesn't have adversity in their life. And I think often in life, we're worried about, you know, our title, our job, and, you know, what we're achieving in life. And that's important. But the greatest asset we'll ever own is you. And sometimes we don't focus on doing that inner work. And, you know, as an individual, it's an inside-out job. As an organization, it's an inside-out job. And The Summit Mindset is a book that a CEO in the boardroom could read. And your mom could read the Summit Mindset and learn something. The goal was to create this kind of hybrid approach and you versus you. Because ultimately, it's about the greatest asset you'll ever own is ourselves. And the Summit Mindset talks about having courage. It talks about adversity. I'll share a quick story with you. 
Uh, I've had adversity like you probably throughout my life. This summer, I had a driver that worked with me, and it was became like my best friend. He would drive me back and forth to the airport, and on a late Friday night, drive me home after a long week. I thought he fell forward for his phone, and uh, hit the steering wheel and was having a massive heart attack at about 55 miles an hour. Oh I my jumped God. over the back seat. I grabbed the wheel, was able to steer it to the side of the road. I worked on him, called 911, and unfortunately, he didn't make it. As I sat on the curb, hysterical crying, um, about 48 hours later, I asked myself the question, if I had not made it that night, couldn't stop the car, was I living my life with purpose? Was wow. I in pursuit of what mattered to me? So I challenge your audience to be in pursuit of what matters to them. And yes, I concluded I was living my life with the purpose I wanted. But we all think we have forever. And we quite frankly don't. And the summit mindset is about live your life in pursuit of your purpose. And I think that for your audience is what I've learned through the summit mindset in my life, that adversity comes to all of us. But are we doing things that matter? Are we doing those things now that matter? Wow, that's an amazing story. You know, well said. Um, that's crazy. I'm glad that you were okay and were able to stop the car. It's actually a fear of mine like that, like that could happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. which is it's wild and real. Um, I normally end with saying, hey, what's a growth tip to share with the audience? But I think that you really wrapped up and, and, and ended that well. And, uh, and it's cool. It, you know, it's amazing, too, that you stopped and thought about that and, and you know, and took that out of there. I'm sorry, for, you know, that you lost a friend there. Sure. Um, and um, yeah, while time life, uh, life moves fast. It's, 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 a, it's a weird balance. You know, I think you know, it's like, you know, people say, oh, you know, you got to enjoy today because you don't know about tomorrow, but you also have to like hustle up today too, because right. if you do make it till tomorrow, you know, yeah. you still, you know, as you get older, you're going to need yeah. some, you need, we will need, you know, money to live through, you know, life. So there is this like yeah. interesting balance. And I was just talking about that with someone. So, yeah. um, but it, I think, I think what's important is it, and and even what I'm taking away from this conversation, I really enjoyed this today. Is me too, Jeff. Is the purpose part right? Because you're going to be doing something, and you really do need a purpose. You do. Um, but are you? But are you living up to that? And I think when you do have a purpose, you start to enjoy things, uh, you know, more. And it's not. Um, it's not as uh, you know stressful. So, yeah. uh, thank purpose. you, Scott. Yeah, Joe. It's been an absolute honor. Purpose really gives us that focus, but. Uh, it's been an honor spending some time with you today talking about business life. I totally enjoyed it. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you, uh, you know, for being on the show. Good luck uh, with the new brand, Yesly. I'm going to stop at 7-Eleven on the way home and, and, uh, and pick up a few cans. And, uh, and I look forward uh, to seeing the, you know, the growth of the company and keep doing what you're doing and keep growing. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Be well.